This is Sandy Krakowski and welcome to A Real Change. This episode of the A Real Change podcast is sponsored by Dry Farm Wines. Now, you've got to hear this. I, because of gut health and other things and trying to keep my 56-year-old body lean and strong, stopped drinking wine a couple years ago because the sugar just kept messing me up and all of my efforts. And then I found Dry Farm Wines. Okay, these are lower sulfites, lower alcohol, sugar-free, grown organically and biodynamically. And to be honest with you, what does all that mean? It means it's paleo and keto friendly. It means it's low carb friendly. It means I can now drink wine and not have my gut get upset. I can now drink wine and not have all my diet efforts be ruined. You guys have to try Dry Farm Wines. And I've got a great offer for you where you actually can get a bottle when you order a bottle for just a penny. My personal favorite happens to be the rosé and the red, but they have so many different selections, including sparkling. You've got to check it out. So go to dryfarmwines.com forward slash a real change for your penny bottle offer. And remember, Dry Farm Wines makes it funner to not only drink wine, but you actually can do it without the guilt. Dryfarmwines.com forward slash a real change for your penny bottle offer. Hey, everybody. I'm so excited. I, I can't even tell you how excited I am. I have a guest today with me, Nadim Al-Hassan, the CMO of Bake Bros. I'm so happy <laughs> to have you happy with us. Yes. We're going to have fun and just jump into it and just have a conversation here and see where it goes. But you are my cannabis expert oh. who converted <laughs> me to using more edibles and different things without even knowing it. Amazing. And so, you know, I was typically using what most people would with cannabis and that is inhalation and all of that. So my first question for you, why did you choose watermelon? <laughs> ah, well, okay, so uh, that's my favorite candy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they they were absolutely my favorite candy. I mean, it's already a gummy in the market that people love. So yeah, yeah. Let's make it better with THC. Yeah. <laughs> and and it, we did. <laughs> yeah, but what's so amazing is I've used other gummies, and like, I've been using cannabis for three years, weaned mm. off of all kinds of medication, and it's just changed my life. But I've had other gummies where you know, like two and a half hours later somebody needed to peel me off the floor. Yeah. You know, it was like, okay, I'm fine. I'm waiting for it to kick in. I can't feel my lips. Right. And, and I don't get that with that. It's real smooth and I go to sleep. One of our core values is consistency. And mm. that is, that is true to its core. Mm. And, and, and so, you know, it's the infusion method in which we do this, this, the small batch method that ensures the consistency, also the vigorous testing that we do. So, uh, if, if you're following the initiative right now, testing is something that's going to be coming into the market yeah. um, by next year. Right. Very, very important. Think about that. Testing has not been, uh, required 
the entire 10 years that medical cannabis has been in Arizona. I have 10 that thoughts. Is very, that is very concerning. <laughs> yeah, very concerning. Very concerning. Mm. And we were testing long before there were even facilities. You know, wow. there was one group that was doing it. A lot of ambiguity if it was, you know, even accurate or not. But yeah. sometimes the expression that any data is better than no data, you know? <laughs> and so, <laughs> so through different trial and error methods, different mixing methods, different uh, implementations, you know, we would test this batch, test this batch, and fast forward to here we are today, we're testing you know, hundreds of batches every single month. Wow. So I don't, I'm not sure if you know, but this little green tag right here or on the back of the package, there's a white label. You can uh, scan or you can enter that batch ID on our website and yeah, yeah. it'll pull up the test results. Oh, wow. Yeah. So we call that on-demand testing. Yeah. And it's, it, I mean, you're, you're, you're a fitness, you know, yes. fit, fitness geek. Yeah. Fitness guru. yeah. You know, I saw you had Lane Norton on the other. Uh, I was oh, like, awesome. Gosh. Yeah. So that just tells me what level Brainiac. of nerd you are. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, yeah, I got I it. Know. I'm a pretty nerd. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, just like with supplements, transparency is key. Yes. You know, very and much. if I want to know what I'm consuming, hello, from food to mm -hmm. supplements to anything, yeah. you know, and that's something that Thomas and I share mm. him even more so, you know, sometimes yeah. I'm like, dude, you're such a geek. You know, like he's like, no, check it out though. This, yeah. this, this, this does this. And I'm like, well, that makes sense. You know, yeah. I'm like, okay, let me check that out. Yeah. So we've wanted to apply that same model or model into our products. Hmm. It should be transparent. You should yes. know exactly what is in it. You should know that there are no microbials in here. You should know that the potency is accurate. And yes. that leads to your original question, the potency, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So we have a plus or minus, and it is always going to be within two to three milligrams right. plus or minus. Yeah. And, and if it's not, we don't put it out there. We, yeah. We just, we, we, we pour bleach over the batch and throw it away. Wow. <laughs> you know, and it's, uh, we've learned a couple lessons, but, uh, by doing that, because you can't do that too many times. No, no, for <laughs> sure. No. And we've got a very, very meticulous method and that ensures our consistency. And that way you can go into any of the 85 dispensaries that we're in, in the state, get the same product anywhere you go. Congrats. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. It's Congrats. been a process. That's incredible. And yeah. you're not even 30 yet. Ah, almost. Wow. Almost. My mama's heart's just like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, almost. almost. I'll, be, I'll be 30 next month on the wow. 17th. And yep. that kind of accountability is what gave me the confidence because like mm. when COVID hit and that and being used to inhalation and even microdosing with inhalation throughout the day with a pen, I wanted to make sure my lungs were stronger. I knew my liver is okay for, mm -hmm. you know, the edibles, but you know, I don't think people pay attention to if you run a company, I don't have time to wake up right. and have a cannabis hangover. Right. You know what I mean? I don't have four hours in the morning to wake up if the dose was wrong. Absolutely. You know, and you were in the medical realm of all of this, even when they had like medical marijuana farmers markets. Yes. I just moved here three years ago. I was like, what? I wish I was around when there was Those the farmers were some market. interesting days. Do we get to you. taste and bake? <laughs> Those were some very interesting days. Yeah. Tell uh, me about it. So early on, uh, so it became legal in 2010. Right. I had moved here from Oklahoma, went mm -hmm. to school in Missouri, went to school in Oklahoma. Yeah. Came out here because it uh, it helped a near and dear friend of mine, a coach. And my mom lived out here. And so I was like, I got to go somewhere where I can learn about this. And my intention was not to come out here and start an edible company. Not by any means. <laughs> no, it was I, I've always been in love with the plant itself, yeah. you know, and yeah. it was definitely, you know, using cannabis recreationally back in school. It yeah. wasn't, you know, it wasn't <laughs> like, I'm going to be a, you know, mm -hmm. cannabis, you know, edible mm -hmm. owner someday. It was uh, right. my mom, bless her heart. I love her. She's a total hippie. 
you know? Yeah, so, so good. she always just cultivated this, um, this healthy relationship, you know, it was never like, it was never very strict mom, you know, but mm -hmm. it was never like, uh, there was always an explanation with why it was wrong, yeah. you know, or, or how to approach the relationship with whatever it may be, you know? Yeah. And so I'm thankful for that, you mm -hmm. know, it, and particularly with, with, in particular with cannabis, mm -hmm. you know, like there were some times I kind of caught on where she found out I had cannabis and she was like, you're going to have to give that to me. And I was like, well, you Wonder throw she was yeah, <laughs> you know, so I hit like, you know, seven, 16, 17. I was like, aha, uh -huh. I was like, I figured it out, Yeah, you know? And so that, opened up and we became very just communicative with with each other and, so and i always had this i don't want to say hippie but just healthy relationship with cannabis it wasn't ever like um seen as a drug you right. know in, in my eyes or yeah. used as a drug you know and um i i grew up wrestling so cannabis is really big in martial arts it's it's i mean you it's grew a, up really wrestling I, I, yeah i grew up i grew up really young wrestling. we're going there in a bit yeah about eight or nine i, I about eight years old i started wrestling and, and and got into it at an early state and there's a lot of story behind that too as to why you know my mm. parents divorced and mm. you know was on uh riddling for a long time mm. and it just a sport like that just really kind of you know mm -hmm. honed me down and humbled me let's yeah, say you yeah. know when you get put on your ass a couple of times <laughs> you uh you get humbled let's yeah, just say that yeah. and so um came to came to arizona in 2000 into 2008 and i started growing right away you know i had a little closet grow a little, yeah, little cabinet yeah, yeah. grow you know nothing big <laughs> and just getting familiar with the plant and yeah. there was no information out there in the early days nothing not Isn't like today crazy? not like today where you go to like bakebros.com and you're like i'm making thc drinks like yeah. no pizza <laughs> yeah <laughs> THC no. <is> pizza. <laughs> exactly and and there were there were only forums available online so you had, wow. you had a dig you had a yes. dig you know and how to make cannabis butters and how to grow cannabis what uh medium to use to grow in mm. and all this information a lot of it a lot of it out there and so had an early start into growing uh it passed in 2010 yeah and so that's when the ball started rolling. Yeah. Right. I, you know, got in with some friends that, you know, helped me financially get into a little bit of a bigger grow. And yeah. uh, it, here's the thing though, from 2010 to 2000, November, 2000, November, December of 2011, there were no dispensaries. So right. you've, you've got almost two years that this has been legal, but there's no dispensaries. What? So where do people get their medicine? Exactly. <laughs> so who do you show your card to? Exactly. So there, I had friends that were caregivers and wow. uh, I myself as a patient would mm -hmm. grow. I could cultivate. Mm -hmm. And so I would be a, a cultivator and right. I could give you your allotment, your two and a half ounces every two weeks. Right. So you would give me your grow rights or you would give a caregiver your grow rights and then they could then there grow your plant. Okay. Count. Now I got to. Right. Okay, so and you so, were just my dealer. I could actually. Correct. Correct. And it I was, can give you my grow rights. And it was, okay. and that was, how it worked right? right that was a donation base you know i'm okay. donating my grow rights to you and you can cultivate for me wow. well what do you do with the excess you know and so i wasn't a big proponent on dealing and stuff i didn't it's yeah. like a very gray area yeah yeah so you have these farmers markets right oh. and it's exactly what it sounds like if you go to the uptown farmers market over off like 26th street in bethany the biggest farmers market here it's yeah. beautiful and lots of food all kinds yeah. of stuff it was just like that, except indoors. You've got 40 vendors that are vending all kinds of cannabis products. Um, I'm talking 
anything you can think of from capsules to cookies to cake pops to popsicles to we, we made it all we made it yeah. all you know yeah. and this is still around the time when we're trying to figure out dosing yeah oh god help us <laughs> yeah 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 so and and, and 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 that was a that was a real propeller in in thomas and i's journey which yeah. which it was about three years later because i had gone to washington and come back which uh, maybe we'll get to um and so those farmers markets allowed an opportunity to really start building a network you mm. know like the other vendors and the other people that had these the caregivers and stuff like we're some of us are still friends you know yeah. like a small small group you For know sure. a lot of them have weeded out but some of us are still no friends pun intended. <laughs> <laughs> nice <laughs> some of them are that's really good one <laughs> just had to. I love it. No, it's good. I hope you keep doing it. Um, some are now managers within dispensaries. And so it's it's cool to see how everybody's evolved, you know. Wow. And Thomas and I, uh, we had met at the end of 2008, became friends. Um, we had no idea we were going to be doing an edible business. We connected over <laughs> similar interests. Yeah, cannabis. yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he had um, he had recently lost his mother, mm. um, was, you know, kind of finding his life. You know, he went yeah. to, did a five year term in the Navy. Mm. Um, it, awesome. You know, he was a submariner. So that, yeah, yeah. Can, that can, that can, you know, yeah. get you. <laughs> <laughs> Just a little bit. Just a little bit. Yeah. You know, so, so we stayed connected the whole time. And uh, when he had come back from the Navy, I had just left for Washington and then I had returned not too long after. Okay. And that's when we were like, Hey, cause he, you know, he, he just got back. He was taking a break. You know, yeah. he wanted to go to school to be a doctor still does and still will actually. Wow. Um, yeah, very, very, uh, very, again, he's just that mindset. So He'd be amazing. Yeah. He's, he's fun to talk to. Mm -hmm. Um, and so that's when we really connected cause I came back and, and while I was in Washington, the Denver high times cannabis cup in 2013, mm -hmm. that was the first year it had ever come to America. It had been in Amsterdam. Oh, wow. Right. I and, had no idea. Yes. Yeah, so that, and it was in Denver, Colorado. Hmm. It was a big deal because Denver had just passed gone yeah, recreational. Yeah. That's it. So you've got this event that has 50,000 people because it's recreational Whoa. right and it's the first recreational cannabis event <laughs> bigger than woodstock <laughs> dude that, that's what i'm saying and it is it is it is contact high to the yeah. oh my gosh the whole city of denver was lit let's just say that and so and so uh i went as a just a as a participation i was like i'm not this is history like i'm going yeah yeah you know? right? so the following year is when i had come to thomas and i was like let's enter the high times cannabis cup. And yeah. he was like, you're high. I was like, yeah, I am. <laughs> let's enter the high times cannabis yeah, cup. Yeah. Like we can do yeah, this. Yeah. And you know, he, you know, cracked jokes on me. He was like, no, dude, you're crazy. He was going to school at the time. And I was like, listen, dude, we can do this. And, and he was like, all right, find out the information. L l let's at least let's at least see what's up you yeah. know i somehow got a hold of rick Kusick, which was the editor at high times during that time yeah contacted him phone call phone call phone call and he basically said nadim listen because i'm like well how much do we bring how many edibles da, da, da. How, how much do we make he's like <laughs> it's going to be the biggest cannabis farmer's market you've ever been a part farmer's of market. i was like got it so make as much as i can <laughs> like anything that i can semi of gummies <laughs> right and so then we got the booth okay and yeah so now i'm like hey yeah we can do this yeah. and i was like hey we should enter our products to try yeah, yeah. and win he was like dude you are just pushing the limits and i'm like yeah so yeah that's I'm what like, we were born for yeah <laughs> duh we're going yeah. let's try and do this yeah. and so we were making gummies at the time 
uh, we were making brownies at the time, which we don't make. Yeah. Um, you know, bake bros. Two, 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 two different directions. Either we make baked goods or we're baked, right? Right. Yeah, that's it. I'll, I'll, I'll come to that. <laughs> so we were making cookies, brownies, gummies, cereal bars, all that stuff. Uh, yeah. The gummies were really, they've always been our niche. Um, and we get to, or before we leave, I, I, I'd said, hey, let's, let's enter the cup. And, mm-hmm. you know, he gave me some smack for it. And then uh, he said, I tell you what. And I believe he was joking at the time. Yeah. He said, if we win the cup. I'll drop out of school and I'll go full blown bake. Oh my God. I didn't hear this story. Yeah. He goes, I'll commit full blown bake bros. Oh my God. Definitely. So I said, okay, deal. And your first contest. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yes. And this is 2014. Wow. So I'm like, okay, cool, man. Like I I didn't really take it that serious, you know, like like, really? Yeah. yeah. (laughs) That's awesome. I could, I could use the help. (laughs) You're you're way smarter (laughs) at this stuff than me. Yeah. (laughs) Um, well, fast forward, we won the cup. Wow. So our Sour Kush kids, which are still on the market yes. today, they had won the cup. They won People's Choice. So that means the people voted for our products. We didn't even enter that product. We entered a medicated baklava. Which, <laughs> yeah. Wait a minute. Yes. Yes. A so, medicated baklava? And when my mom comes to town, I'll, I'll have her make some. I will absolutely deliver some because Yay. it's a 45-year-old recipe. <laughs> Only the women in my family have it. And she just so happened to infuse it one day. Oh, my word. It is fantastic. <laughs> it is fantastic. And so we wanted to enter that into the medical cup. And mm-hmm. we're like, yeah, let's enter the medicated baklava. It's a unique product. Like, yeah, I yeah. nobody's got any. Didn't even make the make the charts, you know? Yeah. So, uh, again, Sour Kush Kids got voted by the People's Choice. So we're at the award ceremony and we're like hoping to hear, you know, we didn't yeah. get it. And then the following award was the Sour Kush Kids. And we're like taken by surprise. Yeah. And so it's like wow. all of a sudden something just set into us and we're like, oh, shit. Like, what does this mean? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I think we just broke through. Uh Uh-oh. Exactly. So that's what, that was the beginning of what really brought us merit to the market. You know, so we came back to Arizona with that under our belt, started writing proposal letters to dispensaries, got picked up by a dispensary and up north. We were working there. Fast forward a little bit and, you know, we've been with TrueMed Dispensary now for going on about a little over three years. Yeah. Now we're in 83 dispensaries and, and rocking. And, and and to close the loop on on Thomas, he did. He so he I, left I, I had school. gone out to Denver. Yeah. And the day of the cup, he had a final. So he finished the final. Okay. <laughs> this story is so he good. He finished the final. Yeah. And then he had come out it come out to he either finished the final or he had gotten approval from the professor to do the final when he got back. And and he told his professor like what he was doing and wow. he or she was totally supportive. Oh, like, that's so which is really cool. Cause I could have gone anyway. Could have gone anyway. Been like, no, you're yeah, going to yeah. fail if you don't go. So yeah. it's like the divinity of that happening <laughs> yes. is just super cool. It's you know? amazing. Won the award. I looked at him and I'm like, you know what you said. You know <laughs> and sure enough, he finished out the semester and um, wow. we've been going strong. It's, it's been really cool. It's that story is just so incredible. Yeah. And and since then, um, we've now got upward of 40 employees. Wow. Yeah, we've got a, a strong leadership team. Yeah, we have yeah. a strong team, yeah. marketing team, production team, packaging team, distribution mm-hmm. team. And let me take a breath because let me say it has been a challenge. Oh, oh wild. It has been a wild, wild. challenge. Yeah. Building. I never thought that um, building people 
along with building myself yeah. would be something that I was doing, yeah. you know, like leading people and leading people as a group, mm. you know, like I'm, I'm finally, finally after five years of actually being Bake Bros being a business, settling into my role, mm. you know, which is a CMO, which yeah. let's talk about labels, right? Like, yeah. I don't give a shit. We were talking about, yeah. no, yeah. we're like C-suite Chief marketing whatever. officer. It's like, no, man, yeah. like, I, I, I don't I know. You're like, I'm not. I don't know. It's a, it's a, it's weird hierarchy. It's yeah. It's weird. Goofy. It really is. It's like, it's, <laughs> you have to have this title so yeah. that you can get certain speaking engagements. Yes, or right. It's, it's because people see that yeah. and then they're like, Oh, Oh my goodness. Oh. You know and it's like? I should take your serious. I'm just, a, yeah. Right. <laughs> right. Like I'm just a person just like you, you know what mm -hmm. I mean? And this is what I happen to be really good at and, yeah. and, and want and am passionate about. Mm -hmm. So I want to continue to be good at it and get yeah, yeah. better. And I guess this is the label that I have to take on, you know? So Thomas and I always joke with each other. We're like, we're not CEOs. We're not CEOs, <laughs> you know, but you know, from the outside looking in from other people, we are, mm -hmm. and, and we have to own it. You know, it's, yeah. um, part of our ego my ego at least yeah yeah well our ego to play the role sometimes you know says says you know uh yeah you want that title you want that <laughs> title and then the other part of me like my soul self is like i don't give a fuck about titles. that's it Excuse my language, i know, you know? it's all like, good like, anything's allowed here <laughs> i'm like i agree yeah I'm like i don't care about titles you no know? um but it's it's got me to where it's it's a part of what's gotten me to where i am today and and like i said finally settling into the role of of who I am and what I'm to do now. Mm. We've, you know, we've, if, if we want to talk about the organization, we, we can. Mm -hmm. um, so we brought on uh, a director of business development a little yeah, over yeah. a year ago. Right. Uh, we recruited him. Well, he worked at Apple for, for a very long time, about wow. 10 plus years, and he built sales teams. Okay, that's what he did. He built sales teams. So, Good find, yeah, dude. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And, okay, and, I'm gonna lay my jealousy down. <laughs> <laughs> so, and 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 Apple is a culture everyone admires. Mm -hmm. I would like to say, mm -hmm. or a lot of people. Mm -hmm. It's obviously absolutes, right? Amazon, Costco, right. Apple. Mm -hmm. You know, Nordstrom's like Google, a lot of these, yeah, 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 right. These 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 cultures that they right. have, and so he really brought that, you know, for us mm. right in the right time wow. because. Thomas and I were maxing out, mm -hmm. you know, it's like, right. we can't be the smartest people at the table anymore. Mm -mm. I'm not a CMO. I don't have these answers, yeah, yeah. you know? Right. And so we needed somebody to, to come in, not necessarily to, uh, teach us how to be a CEO or teach us how to be a CMO or CFO or any of that. It was just the competencies yes. on, on how to level up, right? right? Coach up, coach up, coach out, you so know? Good. And, and those competencies are, are what, you know, Dell is his name brought to the table for us. So um, some of the companies being like communicating effectively, right? What does that mean? You hear it, but yeah, what does that mean? Right. Yeah, what yeah. does a skilled version of communicating effectively look like? Yeah. What does an unskilled version yeah, of communicating yeah. effectively look like, right? And so in the moment, you know, he would call it out. If we're talking or arguing or which we don't argue anymore we just no, don't because you know each so other's much. love languages and, and apology like, languages we've got to talk about absolutely that. absolutely and yeah, that's yeah. a big component yeah. of it, you know and and everybody needs everybody has to anybody that comes onto our our leadership team they have to do their languages they so have to because to prevent arguments yes to, to allow to communicate effectively it's like talking two different languages yes yeah you're, you're talking italian and i'm chinese totally i don't hear you i'm just waiting to, i really like you i'm just waiting to Can't defend myself that's it you know and we need <laughs> yeah. to actively listen to each other mm, you know so, so having good. somebody that came onto the team like like uh, dell mm. was able to bring a, a component of 
uh, radical candor. Wow. And just, man, it hurts when somebody mm. calls you out on your shit. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you're like, oh. That's but. when you're in a meeting and you go, just a sec. Yeah, excuse Everybody me. take Smoke a break. dose a little bit, please, because <laughs> we're going to go deep. Smoke break. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yeah. And so uh, that, that component of radical candor and being able to receive that I type of feedback that, in the moment, yes. you know, um, runs congruently with, you know, learning these different competencies of just how to be a better person. Yeah, yeah. And it's, and it's not that it levels just our communication up in the business, but life, yes. like my relationships are better for sure. My, my family relationships are better. My friendships are better. I mean, you sign me up yeah. when are you guys doing a conference. I'm going awesome. I want the front row seat. <laughs> you're there. You're, yeah. you're definitely there. Um, someday, someday, yeah. you know, I, I look forward to that. That's, um, that's really my goal with mm -hmm. with one of my goals within the company is to, you know, be a thought leader and a thought speaker for, for this information, because I know how impactful it's been, again, for our organization, but yeah. for my, myself, yeah. too, you yeah, know, yeah. to be able to communicate here today with you. Yeah, like, like it, it, this wouldn't have happened before cannabis. No way. No, no. not not where no. I was. Uh -uh. No. And you said you came from. From now I'm interviewing, right? You said no. You you're good. Well, these aren't interviews. These are just we're just hanging out. I love it. That's <laughs> best format. You said you were from Kansas City. I was there for a couple of years. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. I, I grew up from in Detroit area. It's right. Okay. Up. Got it. Yeah. So still Midwest area. Yeah, yeah. I grew up in uh, Branson, Missouri. Right. Yeah. Branson, yeah. Missouri is where I grew so up. So I was in Leewood. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah. Cool. My babies live in downtown Kansas City by awesome. the plaza. Awesome. Yeah. My my family's there right now. Uh, yeah. My, my my parents are there. They're my stepfather does like, um, he builds businesses. We'll mm -hmm. just say that. And so he's over there building out a business right now. Yeah. And so she's like, come on, we're at the casino. I'm like, hell no, get out of the casino. That's what are you it. doing? That's it. Get out, mom. Get out. Do you know what's going on right yes. now? She's like, nobody's here. It's great. And I was like, well, I guess you got a point. <laughs> Nobody's there. <laughs> right. Yeah, it's pretty funny. First though. time the casino didn't have smoke. No. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. That'll be the day. Yeah, right. Yeah, that'll be the day. Um, so just having having somebody come onto our team at the right time. This mm. is a little over a year ago. Uh, again, call it call it divine, if you will. Yeah, you know, I will. And, I and would. it's like I had met Dell from um, from the cannabis industry. He he built a, dis a dispensary here, and then um, let's just say we recruited him. Right. Wow. Um, the best people already have jobs. Yes. The best people already have jobs. Absolutely. Go get them. They really do. Go get them. Yeah. I'm <laughs> learning this the hard way. <laughs> <laughs> and, and and so, you know, he was making a transition and, and we were able to get him onto the team right at the right time. And he brought a couple other people from Apple and it was just like, did we manifest this? Yeah. How did this happen? Where do you I know? submit my resume? Yeah. Like, <laughs> how did this happen? You know? And, yeah. and it is every single day, every single day, it is is growth yeah it is it is seriously growth and i i don't portray it a lot i don't think on my on my social you know and and it's it's because people only see what you want to like we only show people what we want them to see, yeah, see yeah, you know and yeah. i guess it's figuring out how to put it into a format you know and yeah with that, or I guess why I'm, why I'm sharing that is, because uh, again, someday I, I, I hope to teach people this, these things, you know, and, mm -hmm. and, 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 it, and it started from a, an I illegal drug. Should. Yeah. Isn't that wild? <laughs> yeah. Started all because of an illegal drug. Wow. You know? yep. A beautiful plant. 
I know. Beautiful <laughs> plant. You know, that's that is our mission to eliminate the negative stigma associated with this beautiful alternative medicine. So good. Right. Which is why I'm super excited to be with you because oh. like, you know me, I'm just a radical out of the box spiritual girl <laughs> who, who loves God. And, and I really feel like God asked me to break shame off that plant, Amen. you know? Yeah. And the cool thing is, is just where we connect because I, I'm the same way. If I, if I got to put on my CEO hat, that's when my inner bitch comes out mm -hmm. way too much, you know, it. <laughs> it's like, okay, now I got to be bossy, right. you know, but you really a label I'd love to put on you is you are such a prophet Aww, and you are so you. apostolic and in, in activating mm -hmm. things in the realm. And those are churchy words mm -hmm. that we don't typically hear in business, but that's the realm where I live. Right. Cause God didn't call me to the church realm, but I see so much healing in what you did. I want to backtrack to mm -hmm. when you were like in wrestling in that, mm -hmm. because you can see going from a tough childhood into a sport, having such empathy and even awareness and being exposed to this concept of cannabis for pain because of your coach. Yeah. And look, but it's, but that should be the new normal. Right. That as you chase that, it opens that up. So tell me, like, you were not just playing around with wrestling. I mean, you were at, okay, I've got notes here, but Oklahoma State, because I, I didn't know this. Like, that's when you go when you're like the Olympic level uh -huh. of wrestling. Oh, man. You know what I mean? Ooh, like, making me blush. Yeah. Um, so so I, I went, I got a scholarship to a school called, uh, to a college in Tulsa, Oklahoma called yeah. Bacon College. And okay. that's where I wrestled, okay, for a year. And then I had gone to uh, Oklahoma, not Oklahoma mm -hmm. State, but Norman, so okay. Oklahoma University. Okay. Um, and I had spent about a semester there. Right. Okay. I didn't actually go to school there. I didn't like you know spend a whole. I didn't, I didn't go to school. I ended up dropping out. I mean, yeah. I'm I'm college dropout. But me too. Right. Hello. I'm, hey, there we go. <laughs> you know. So I spent a semester there, and then I had moved to Missouri or okay. to to Arizona okay. because I had met my coach. Uh, the assistant coach Matt and in Oklahoma and he had Crohn's disease. Right. Nobody knew what it was. Mm. However, mm. he would smoke a joint yep. and cannabis helping him is mm. again, what led me to come to Arizona. Mm. And I was fortunate to have my mom living here. Um, I, California was of course an option, right. but it's so sad. It was so saturated. You know, yeah, it had yeah. already been legal for I think almost 20 years. Wow. And so it was like, I'm, I'm just a, I'm just a P going there. Yeah, you know, yeah, Arizona's right. pushing to go legal for the third time. Mm -hmm. And, um, that led me. So immediately when I came to Arizona though, I, I got into just the wrestling crowd, you know, I, right. I, I got a job at Applebee's. Some lady saw my ears and she was like, Oh, you have cauliflower ear. And I was like, yeah. She's like, do you fight? And I was like, no, I wrestled. And she's like, my husband teaches jujitsu. And I was like, I've never done jujitsu. She's like, well, come over. He, he trains out of the house garage and they ended up living a mile away from me. <laughs> and, and this man has been a mentor of mine for 10 years now. Wow. You know? Yeah. And, and his name's Bob. He's, I love the man, you know, mm -hmm. and, um, we talked a little bit, you and I offline yeah, about yeah, yeah. your story a little bit on, uh, you know, being on 140 milligrams of, was it Oxycontin? 140 milligrams yeah. Oxycontin and 90 milligrams of prednisone Goodness. every day. Yeah. And so <laughs> a very similar story with him. Mm. Um, his health took a decline. So I, I started training jujitsu and got into MMA and cage fighting and his health started to take a decline. And my family had a restaurant we were, you know, so I was working at the restaurant and right. that closed and just a series of events. And we lost connection, Bob and I, right. and 
um, that's his health just really started taking a bad decline. And we reconnected about three years ago. He reached out to me. I'd reached out to him a few times. Mm-hmm. I have this, I'm, I'm, I'm leaning into this more now than ever is like, when you think of somebody, it's not by coincidence. No, it's you, not. you should reach out to him. Yeah, and yeah. so I would, I would unknowingly, I would just, you know, uh, no, unknowingly of that thought, I would just reach out to him like, Hey man, miss you. I hope everything's well. You yeah. know, I haven't seen you for a long, 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 long time. Right. And, um, Finally, I think it got to him and, and, and he had reached out and he said, I'm done. Mm. Like I'm hanging in the coat. Like I'm, mm. I'm done. I'm done with these opiates and, mm. and, and tell me about this. Yeah. You know, tell me about it. He's, yeah. he's familiar with cannabis, smoking it and stuff. But I think he'd just been watching and seeing what we're doing. And yeah. so we came over and Thomas came over and I think Nick came over too. This is another, you know, one of our buddies. And yeah. we all talked cannabis, you know, so and then. good. Three, four hours later, he ate one of these watermelon crystal slices. Yeah. After three, four hours of me explaining the right, processes, right. he ate the watermelon crystal slice. He's like, this is fucking delicious. Yeah. He's like, you should have started with this. Yes, <laughs> right, I was like, right? oh man. Yeah. Um, and, you know, from there, I mean, he was on, I think, 90 milligrams of Oxycontin and uh, wow. I think like upward of like 60 milligrams of morphine. I, I don't yeah. know what it's measured in. but some, Yeah, yeah, together. Yeah, yeah, and he was doing those, you know, simultaneously. Mm-hmm or together and um troubles with insurance yes. and troubles with the doctors yeah, and try to this. travel yeah he he literally <laughs> said he said i'm done yeah you know and yeah. and he made the, the hard switch and mm. um this is what breaks my heart though is mm. that the regimen that we were able to provide for him i don't want to say it's impossible to scale very difficult to scale yeah because everyone's going to be a little different everyone's different and yes the amount of milligrams that he needed yes is not affordable in the dispensaries yeah it's not no, it's no. not affordable i get it yeah i mean it, we're talking a 300 milligram bottle of our syrup a day yeah a day right you know and yeah I you're mean, talking like a thousand dollars or more a month absolutely yeah absolutely you know and so i was very fortunate you know in our situation to be able to, it got to the point where like, we can't do a a 300 milligram bottle every single day. Like this man needs like a hundred milligrams, you know, periodically stretched out throughout the day, you know, upward of 500 milligrams. So that's when distillate came into the picture. Correct. Uh, uh, Distillate hash oil. It's a refined process. It's a distillated process of of hash oil. Right. And a whole nother conversation. Yeah. Yeah. uh, Because there's so many different hash oils. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But what that did distillate is it gave us a, it gave us a base for accurate dosing. Correct. Okay. And so you're taking something that is in a flower form. Right. uh, Which may be, 10 to 15 milligrams per gram, you right. know, it's unknown. Yeah. Right. And you are taking this bulk cannabis flower, you are concentrating it, you know, through uh, using certain solvents that can um, extract the THC and Correct. other components of it, right. lipids, and then you can clean it up. There's many yeah. different ways of cleaning it up. You can filter it, you can distill it. So distillation, again, removes primarily all the lipids and, right. and and strips primarily the 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 profile of cannabis but leaves behind the THC. Right. Okay. So mm-hmm. now you have something that is upward of 900 milligrams per gram. Yeah. Okay. Huge difference. Is that similar to like I used RSO quite yes. a bit when I was weaning. Yes. Yeah, yeah. RSO is uh is, a, is a little oil. different yeah. than um that was that's RSO changed the world. Uh changed my life. Changed changed a yeah. lot of people's worlds. Yeah. And so uh, RSO preserves that full spectrum profile of the cannabis plant. Yes. So distillate, you remove a lot of that mm. except for the primary cannabinoids of THC and a couple others. Right. There's like trace, you know, yeah. uh, amounts. However, 
that is what gave us the uh, the foundation to be able to um, help him. You know, so we would make capsules for him. Right. You know, I would make capsules for him. Now he makes them himself. Yeah, yeah. You know, and this is, again, years ago. So now we can make whatever we want. We can make 50 milligram capsules. We can make 100 milligram capsules. Exactly. We can make 200 milligram yes. capsules. However, right. I do believe, and Derek, our uh, former director of education, now our creative director, um, has found some information out there that, like, y- your receptors can only take so much THC. For sure. Before it's just... It's like taking too much vitamin C or For something. For sure, yeah, you know? yeah. So there is an optimal dose, yeah, yeah. right? And so he was using this 100 milligrams periodically throughout the day. And, you know, it's he's completely pharmaceutical free now. You know, great. I think he's yeah. had, he just came out of surgery, so he's had to use, you know, some sure. steroids and stuff. Yeah, but that's all right. beyond that, I mean, it is... It's changed his life again. Absolutely. And, and people don't get to hear these stories. No. You know? Or, or they don't understand that this is not side of the road cheech and chong right. okay i didn't want oxy so now i just want to be high as hell totally. and i'm getting off my medicine and and that's what's it, fascinating it's, too it's fascinating that it heals yes you yes mind and body yeah and body yeah it, 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 it uh, provides the amount of alleviation that you need yes to feel yes to feel how to feel what feeling good feels like Right. People have forgot what feeling good feels like. So then when you have a little taste of it again, you're like, this is what it feels like. You know, same with food. You know, people forget what it feels like to feel good eating food. You know, and it's something especially like right now we're living in what I will call the single greatest love uh, trauma to hit globally. Mm -hmm. Than, that I've ever experienced. Mm-hmm. You have so many people now walking around who've been literally traumatized right. by COVID and all the other different things. And my journey started because of awareness of trauma. Crazy thing. I don't know how many stories you hear about this. I had no interest in cannabis. Mm-hmm. Like using cannabis when I was in high school was the drug I didn't want. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? I didn't enjoy the munchies. I didn't enjoy the cotton mouth. I couldn't stand the paranoia. Why do I want to sit around like a vegetable going, so hard? <laughs> and, and yet I began to study what happens with the endocannabinoid mm-hmm. system and the plasticity of the brain mm-hmm. by using the full plant yes. to help the brain release trauma, to yes. restore plasticity how the endocannabinoid system can you speak into that because i think a lot of people who are hesitant are just like no i don't want to be high but i was higher on opiates right do you get what i'm saying i was more out of it well yeah the dissociation that happens and the numbing i believe that's the word right there is the disassociation that you have and that's what i was i guess trying to say with cannabis is like you've you, you all of a sudden get to feel what it feels like to feel again, yes. right? You are not disassociated from your mind and body, no. right? And 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 that is a concern of people that are like, I don't want to get high. Well, yeah, of course. Um, a lot of people don't want to get high. You no. Know? And, and it's I find it fascinating. I would love to hear your, your story or experience with it too. The patients that we've worked with that require high milligrams mm. or that are winging off or transitioning. Right they don't often get high and, yeah. and, and I'm talking, they're using high milligram doses. If yeah. I take 50 milligrams, I'm speaking cursive. Yes. I'm yeah. 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 You're I'm like, like, yeah. Like, Woo, yeah. Now you know? I am. It's, which is so wild that it, I could use super high doses. Right. And now it's, Five, 10 oh, milligrams. Uh, maybe 10, 20 in a day right. or just one 20 Correct. milligram gummy Correct. at night. And Correct. when I have my Remicade, 
I might use some plant or something because of the pain in that. But after a day or two, I'm like, mm, and so enough. and so that could be associated to the endocannabinoid system. Yes, right, because yes. our endocannabinoid system is 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 a system in place that. Um, is it, it, its primary purpose is to help us meet homeostasis. Right. 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 And so if we're on all kinds of these pharmaceuticals, we are way out of whack. Way. Right. We're requiring high doses. Mm. And if we're transitioning, we're requiring high doses of, 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 of cannabinoids, right, mm-hmm. to, to, to fill these holes, right, yeah. to help meet homeostasis. Yes. And then as we begin to heal, that lessens, right? Yeah. That lessens. And so that's, that's how we did it with Bob, too. I mean, we titrated him up. We titrated him down. Yes. We staggered his dose. That's what and, I did. And, and th- that way it wasn't just like 300 milligrams all at once. No. It was, you know, every four hours yes. able to prolong that yes. experience or that that relief that he would get from it. And, you know, we've, we've, we've had success with it. It's been a mm-hmm. roller coaster ride. Yeah. But we've had success with it. Well, and the other thing is people are so used to just, okay, my doctor said I'm supposed to take my pill at this time. Mm-hmm. That you're not paying attention to what's going on with your pain. Like first thing I did is broke the Percocet that was used for breakthrough pain. So instead of a full Percocet, I took a half a Percocet and a little bit of RSO under my tongue. Mm -hmm. And what's fascinating, though, is I remember when it began to really heal. And I had been off all the opiates for about a month or so. And I'm now really microdosing way down because I'm not using as much because my big high dose was to prevent. I had no side effects. That's awesome. When I weaned off everything. That's that that's. Like very, none, very, very other very than nice. memory, but I <laughs> yeah. you get what I'm saying. Yeah. I had to work with that, but I felt like I took a limitless pill. Like mm. all of a sudden it was like 30 days in and I would be just like, whoa, <laughs> I haven't felt that part of my brain since I was 20. Right. That's what I'm saying. Whoa. That's, what that's that? the feeling. And I that's not high. Yeah. That was actually a level of clear. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that does that. the endocannabinoid system do that? Like, what is that? So uh, I'm not a scientist because I, I don't say, get that doctor. anymore. Unfortunately, <laughs> my body's so healed, I don't get that anymore. I would, I would encourage it's because the endocannabinoid system is meeting homeostasis more optimally, okay. right? And so yeah. that could very well be it. And that that feeling or moment of clarity mm. is again something that you have not had no. or may have not experienced for the however long you know you were on the pharmaceuticals and so now your body's like whoa yeah i see color i taste yes. i see i smell i, I can feel, actually I cry and feel and get a release right it's right. crazy how much cannabis heals yes. and this is where you know some of my fellow christians are like oh you're yeah. treading on dangerous land but right. who created it there's a there's a funny it opens you there's a funny meme out there that said uh god created gave us cannabis and then man made it illegal. Yeah. 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 Like, hello. Yeah. And yeah, and w- I grew up, I grew up with a Muslim father yeah. and a Christian mother. Yeah. How does that work? Right. Yeah. Well, they divorced. Yeah. <laughs> and I moved to Missouri, mm. say from Texas. Redneck I, though. Oh mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, I grew y'all up. Y'all smoking if, cannabis? If, if y'all, if y'all, if y'all, see I'm saying y'all, oh my God, you're bringing it out of me. You're bringing it out of me. If if you've ever seen the movie uh, or the show Ozarks. Yeah. That's where I lived. Uh-huh. I lived in Ozarks. Yes. And it's pretty damn accurate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? And so careful who you choose to be friends with, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and uh, yeah, exactly. And so um, my father remained in Texas and he's still there today. We married lots of siblings, beautiful wife, all that. And my mom got remarried as well. And however, when we moved to Missouri, so I was seven, we moved in with my uncle, which was, um, I don't know if this is a 
politically correct term, but Bible thumper. I'm talking, <laughs> I'm talking Baptist to, I'm talking hand on the table. Yes. This is how it goes, yes. you know? And I spent the next three years living with him. That's, and, and it's, I've, I've put a lot of, uh, I put a lot of thought into this and, mm. and over the years because, um, it, it shaped me, mm. um, it shaped me, it traumatized me, mm. it scared me, mm. it also uh, established a lot of morals mm -hmm. and values yeah, yeah. that I'm so grateful for. Yeah. You know, yeah. I, I was having this conversation not too long ago. I mean, it was his house that I learned the proper manners, you mm. know, yeah. um, just manners yeah. are, are for other people. Right. That's what it's for. And, yes. and, and structure, right? Mm -hmm. I, I learned a lot of structure from this, from this man. And I mean, it was church every Sunday, every Wednesday, sometimes even Saturdays, yes. Bible studies and all that jazz. And and I just remember, you know, I, I so vividly the the pastor um, just smacking the 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 podium like, "You're gonna go to hell if you do not believe Jesus is the Son of God." Yeah, and and that put that put the fear of God into just me. a little bit. That's what it does. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> just know? a little bit. And so I'm thinking, I'm like, doesn't lead you to a great relationship, yeah. but leads you to fear. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm like, wait a minute, my dad's Muslim. I was like. <laughs> He's oh. not gonna go to heaven, oh. and and so I'm bawling my eyes out, oh. you know. And he took the opportunity to. Uh, it was my opportunity to be saved, mm. you know. And so, <laughs> right, I I'm glad that's the reaction I got. So <laughs> I didn't know the difference. Yeah. I'm bawling my eyes yeah. out, and he's like, you know, read this verse, and you know, you've been saved by Christ, and you get baptized, and all this stuff. And I didn't know what it meant, you know. What I mean, like, okay, yeah. well. I mean, I went back and forth. I went to Texas. I went to Missouri because I'd always was my dad. Yeah. I went overseas many, many, many times. Yeah. They'd always joke, hey, what, what's your religion? You know, mm. like half and half. And I'm yeah. like, well, you get it. I'm a, I'm a milkshake, you know, <laughs> like, I guess. And, yeah. and so it was always kind of a joke. And mm. when I got into uh, college, I took a world religions class. Yeah. That's when it opened the door. Wow. Because I, I, I started, I learned about different religions. And yeah. I have a very passionate interest about these absolutely and and learn that christ is arguably one of the most influential people mm. of, of our time mm. that's what he did that's yeah. what he was and there's mm. so much to talk about that there, right christ muhammad krishna buddha native american wisdom um I, there's so are all religions are they all against cannabis no 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 <laughs> only christians uh, <laughs> the devil's lettuce Did i just open up that box the, the devil's lettuce right <laughs> I, I remember i got my grandma to try a sour kush kid once and uh she tried it and um and 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 then the following day she was crying and she was praying to god to ask mm. her for forgiveness but mm. but she has no problem taking her xanax every night so i was just like gosh dang it grandma like oh you know what's something though is that like i want to open up the conversation of self-control mm. Because like, is it the tequila? Is it the cannabis? Is it the this? Is it the that? Or is it self-control that when our spirits are not governed by mm. all these rules, but this, we operate with that it, understanding, well, that power that we have to just moderate. How do you have self-control if, if you've, if, if your surrounding doesn't really uh, encourage it, you yeah. know, like, yeah. it, like growing up in Missouri, right? Yeah. I mean, this is what you did. This mm -hmm. is how it worked. Mm -hmm. There was no outlier that was like, no, 
that's no. actually not right. Yeah. You know, that's no. that's not true about cannabis or right. that's not true about medicine or religion or whatever. Yeah. There, there was none of that. I used to think it was from hell. It, right, right, right. <laughs> I, I smell a skunk. Uh, that must be a uh, demon. Totally. <laughs> <laughs> When my mom, when we would, because, you know, Missouri, and she would smell a skunk, I never understood. Yeah, yeah. She'd like, yeah. I'd be like, ew, a skunk. And she'd yeah. be like, mm, love that smell. And I'm like, you're weird, mom. <laughs> you know? Now, I totally get yeah, it, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, I, I, I'll loop back to self-control, but you would ask, is, is cannabis, uh, you know, wrong in all religions? Yeah. And so that brings up an interesting interesting points because it, it, it encouraged me to uh, learn about this. Yeah, and yeah. so... It, cannabis originated in china okay mm. that's where that's the beginning of time that we that we know of wow. and they weren't using it to get high no they were using it for mm. medicinal mm. purposes absolutely and they would use the roots okay mm -hmm. and they would they would boil the roots and they would make tea out of it okay you're not going to get high from that but there no. are phytocannabinoids and um you know other other components like cbd no so the cannabinoid to my understanding cannabinoids will not be in the root of, right. the, of the cannabis plant um it's more phytocannabinoids and, okay, and other components you. right and they would use that they would make topicals out of it they make teas out of it wow Can so this is we're talking almost three thousand years ago mm -hmm. a long time mm -hmm. ago mm -hmm. it transitioned into india that's when it started getting a little okay gotcha psychedelic yeah yeah little. they started using the flower in the plant right and like, so we were talking <laughs> yeah yeah and so we were talking about this yesterday actually uh, so it's really fresh right now mm. um that's when cannabis was used for started began to be used for euphoric purposes right. and spiritual purposes right. and india has a festival called holly festival and mm. during this time they would sell a preparation called bong or bang b-h-a-n-g <laughs> yeah okay and this is a drink it's a, mm. it's, it's a it's a it's a drink it has different forms like a yogurt form and different forms and they would sell it during this this festival and it had you know you would get high from it you right would, and it's right. still out there today like if you were to ask if you would be in india and ask them about cannabis they would kind of look at you funny right but if you said bong they'd be like oh yeah interesting. you know yeah and wow, so that's interesting it is and so that's when like the food preparation of cannabis you know came and it transitioned to uh, Middle East. Which is still so crazy that there's very few plants you can actually bake and put totally. in something and it maintains its structure. Totally. That's just so freaking mir miraculous. Totally. That, that, that took a yes. God to create that. Yes, exactly. It's like, <laughs> where you can't this, do that with other plants. This plant is an alien plant. I, 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 mean, I swear. Yeah, it's extremely <laughs> and, resistant. And, and from there, it made its way into the Middle East. And that's when it, um, that's when it started getting really strong. Yeah. You know, yeah. Uh, and, and, a lot will a lot of people will say because of the growing conditions yeah, right. that that influences how the plant grows right. you know altitude and soil and conditions all Correct. of that has yeah. a big role to play in it um but i wanted to close the loop on on do all religions see it as as wrong but some religions or some cultures such as the indian culture hindu culture they they see it as a spiritual practice wow you know and yeah. and it can be there mm. there are there are people today who have cannabis ceremonies, yeah. you know, and that yeah. is a high dose uh, experience. Exactly. You know, where, yeah, yeah. And I've been there. Yeah. Like, like, yeah. Unintentionally. Yeah. You know, where. Oh, yeah. Like I, when I ate, when I had a, a sucker yeah. last week that yes. I told you, I didn't yes. know you're not supposed to chew them. <laughs> oh, dear God. Oh, oh, <laughs> That's when I was praying. <laughs> I can. God, help me come. This way. Uh, what happened? Right. Right. And, and, and. 
you can have a borderline out of body experience. You know, you. I wanted to. Yeah. <laughs> <Hit> me <laughs> so up. I could get away from this. Yeah. I don't like this. Yeah, where, where you're almost being the you're an out of body witnessing what is happening, and then it's like, what is going on? But it's crazy. Lemon juice. Just yeah, put lemon yeah. juice in water, and it yeah. was okay. That's awesome for for my listeners. I I didn't mm-hmm. intend to get that high. <laughs> I for some reason was not thinking, and I <laughs> didn't know the the suckers were just for licking for medicinal. And I literally chewed the dang thing in a minute and a half, and then in about twenty minutes couldn't feel my lips, and was I lived by myself was laying over my counter. What's going, going on here right now? Okay, I can do this, <laughs> and I got some lemon. And it's wild though how you can use lemon, or you told me even pepper mm-hmm. so so there's i'm sure there's a terpene within the lemon juice it's yeah, yeah. d-limonene or or, yeah. or or somewhere probably one of those that, yeah. that that helps um same thing with pepper so beta caryophylline is another yes. terpene that is uh, a common terpene in cannabis but just smelling it you obviously don't want to you know inhale no it, no just kind of smell it a yeah. little bit and um that can help reduce the nausea right. nausea associated to being high you know right beyond that i mean Buckle up. Well, and, and <laughs> you're here's in for the, the ride. thing. So many people like like when I talk about cannabis, I've been building business. Obviously, I talk about God openly and I love all people. Mm-hmm. So they thought I went off the deep end. And yet I'm going to make a radical statement. If I had to have surgery, I'm not against opiates. Mm-hmm. I was never addicted. They work. Well, here's the deal. I was never addicted. I was tolerant. My body was tolerant. Mm-hmm. I did not, you know, thank God because of all different kinds of things was not psychologically dependent, but physiologically. Now, in retrospect, we're talking 2004 to 2017, I was on opiates. Mm. Wow. So I find it more demonic what the opiates did to my mind, my inability to heal, my inability to process. When I say cannabis opened me, you know, I don't know how many stories you've heard on that. That's what I wanted to ask you where it was now time to feel. Mm -hmm. And I felt like as it healed, and for me, it's just physiology, it's science. I didn't get high and then I felt my body was healing and my brain and my heart and my soul could operate together. And I could forgive and yes, and I could process and some of the feelings were so much that the cannabis actually helped it not get too overwhelming. Right. When and, you're healing. And 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 that 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 healing, that being able to feel is, is really what I think the 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 root of it is, is, yeah. is because these opiates or pharmaceuticals can can dull you down. And and I, I want to be clear, um, because you had said um you you're not against or I don't I'm think not against, against opiates. And the proper usage. Thank Correct. God. If I have to have surgery, you ain't touching me without opiates. Correct. And and, 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 and so just for the audience listening right now, yes. I'm not I'm not saying that pharmaceuticals are all bad. No. They work for some. It's just that the long term use yeah. and the side effects that can that accompany it are are detrimental to your health. Like well, or, or bad is what I mean. Like they, they can hurt you. You could and, use half the dose even after surgery yeah. by using your gummies mm-hmm. and whatever pain medicine they give you and you'll use less. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean I have friends that have had surgeries and use none. Yeah. Just sat, absolutely. You know, had all four wisdom teeth pulled out and they gave me a bottle of them and I was like, I'm good. I got syrup. You yeah. Know? Right. I didn't touch it. Like no, it was awesome. No. You know, and and I have quite a few friends that, that are like that. And um just again being able to feel again is what is the healing is one of the healing components mm-hmm. of, of, of what cannabis does, right? Mm-hmm. Cannabis, uh, Jason Silva talks about this a lot and, and I love it because it, it couldn't be more true is that cannabis has this innate way of removing our mind 
from the past, removing our mind from the future and just allowing us to focus right here and now. Mm -hmm. And some people experience that and, and unintentionally and they don't even understand. And when you can be here and now, you can feel, mm -hmm. you can process, mm -hmm. you can uh, rationalize, you can think logically, mm -hmm. you know, that's why, you know, you use cannabis or smoke cannabis, eat it, whatever. And you start wondering how things work, yes, you know, right, it, right. It, 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 in, it instills it, wonder. Your curiosity and your yes. wonder. Yes. Yes. It, yeah, yeah. It, 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 it instills wonder back into your life. Mm -hmm. Right. I think wonder is, is, is maybe something that a lot of people lack now, mm -hmm. you know, because wonder could be uh, correlated to perspective. Yeah. You know, if it's like, to be, to have a proper communication, mm. I have to be able to objectively perceive objectively. You know, right. like yeah, yeah. if I disagree with something, that's okay. Yeah, yeah, I can feel sure. like that. Absolutely, right. I still need to wonder where your perception is coming from. Yes, right. Yeah, and 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 try at least to see that at versus so good. being so close-minded to it. So good, you know. And I'm just like, no, that's not yeah, how it yeah. works. This is right. how it works. Yeah. You know, and so little tools like cannabis being mm -hmm. one of those mm -hmm. right we, there are there are plant induced modalities or plant mm -hmm. modalities there are uh non-plant modalities right meditation right and, and, absolutely and competencies and yes. stuff that can again instill wonder right and that wonder again is what can and lead to uh, healing mm -hmm. right because i truly truly feel of, of all the practices i have done i've i've used cannabis for 15 years. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, I've done other plant medicines. Mm -hmm. I've dabbled with psychedelics. We're going to talk about that one day. <laughs> yeah. Cause um, yeah. And, and, and very, all are very powerful tools. Mm -hmm. I do not think any single one is the answer. No, I believe they are all tools yes. in the toolbox, right? Yes. If I have a screw, I, I can't hammer it in. No. I need the proper tool. Exactly. Right. So good. And, and so of all of those, what I believe they, they boil down to is, awareness mm. and love. Mm -hmm. So combine those, you have loving awareness, mm -hmm. right? So I cannot good. love you if I'm not aware mm. and I cannot be aware if I do not have love for the other mm -hmm. person. And so what all of that compiles into is integration, mm. right? Conversation. Mm -hmm. Conversation is the integration of all of this work because when we can talk about it, mm. when we can rationalize and mm. see each other's perspective mm -hmm. that's where a lot of healing can come yes. from and, yeah, and yeah. we're not i mean I, I read a statistic recently that uh, married couples I, I don't know how many people it was done but like they talked to their spouse on average 28 minutes a week and i'm like what no that's insane that's totally that's insane. insane like you should I do more that. Than that every day yeah I'm like, you should do that daily <laughs> like Hello. just the morning you know right like, yeah and, and so it, it just that one statistic just goes to show how disconnected we are yeah. in a time where we are, where's my phone, more connected than ever. Yeah. Right? Yeah. We are so disconnected. Yeah. You know, that that human interaction and and again being able to comprehend the communication that's happening, that in itself, it's it's talk therapy. Mm -hmm. You know, that in itself is extremely powerful, which leads to cannabis use or psychedelic use because mm -hmm. there are uh if I may open the door on, on using psychedelics yeah, a little bit. Yeah, so, yeah. so, and we're talking microdosing micro psychedelics, dosing, right. which is something, I mean, well, let's back up for just one quick sec, because one of the things we were talking about is that the number one thing that changed my life is I started sleeping. Mm -hmm. So like I'm 56 today, 52 and a half years old. And I'm now sleeping through the night. Ugh. Okay. 
that's why sometimes I'm like, okay, was it the sleep and the cannabis healing the endocannabinoid system that actually gives you the awareness to go deeper, even in your own life, to go into the stuff that might've been scary because like two weeks of, I felt like all I wanted to do was sleep for a month initially. Mm -hmm. And then you wake up and you have the exhilaration like you used to when you were a kid, when you wake up, because you wake up rested. Yes. Yes. And then you're open to different things. Now, going into psychedelics, go ahead, so, speak so into that. On sleep, there's a book called uh, Why We Sleep by Matthew Walker. Mm. He's a sleep expert and okay. he is fantastic. Okay. It will yeah. dynamically change uh, your priority list for sleep. Sleep is, <laughs> you can have anything you want of mine. Oh, my God. Don't goodness. touch my Don't sleep. Don't touch the sleep, you know? And, <laughs> oh, yeah. And, and, and there's a large, there's a large contribution to healing, uh, mm. to health healing. To sleep, yes. you know, when we sleep, we heal, yes. right? We we have to, and mm-hmm. so what what's happening when we use cannabis is, um, and there's 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 some articles out there on this uh, that that talk about this. We skip the REM state, yes, okay, we skip yeah. REM, rapid eye movement. That's mm-hmm. where that's uh, largely associated to where we dream, right? Okay, right, and we skip this REM sleep. Also, during if you have a lot of REM. Um, your sleep isn't always the best Mm-mm. because uh, people who suffer from PTSD yeah. that may fall in that 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 um, Every stage of sleep, yeah. right? That stage of sleep. Mm-hmm. There's four stages. I believe they are awake, light, REM, and deep. Right. Okay. And so when when we and like you said, we go in cycles. Those cycles repeat itself three or four times a night. Ugh. Light, REM, deep, light, REM, deep. You, you wake know. up feeling exhausted. Yes. If you <laughs> exactly number one, yeah. if you don't get enough sleep, or if you wake up in the wrong sleep state. Yeah. In the wrong uh, stage of sleep. Right. So, uh, by skipping REM, a lot of people who use cannabis mm. don't dream often. Mm-hmm. And if anybody who has used cannabis for oh, quite a while and then stops using cannabis, yeah. if there are listeners right now, you may be sh- shaking your heads about to know what I'm going to say. You yeah. have very vivid dreams. Very, mm, very vivid. Yes. And, and they can be bad. They can be good. I mean, yeah. I had dreams of riding a motorcycle through the Amazon with Joe Rogan once. I was like, what's going on here? <laughs> yeah, you know? let's it's do like, that. It's so weird. You know, I'm like, why the hell did I have that dream? You know, like it's so weird. It's a sign. But it, yeah, yeah. What's up, Joe? Uh, very, very vivid, very real, yes, you know, and that can make you feel exhausted when you wake mm-hmm. up, you know. And so uh, you using cannabis, you skip that and you go you go into deep sleep. Mm-hmm. And that's why sometimes we feel a little bit more rested, yes. you know. However, you know, Matthew's Walker, uh, Matthew Walker's book really highlights the importance of all the stages and REM and deep sleep. And, and, and I may have this wrong or backwards, but REM is um, more of a hormonal healing sleep state right. where deep sleep is a physical healing yeah, sleep right. state. Yeah, yeah. I may have that backwards, but I believe that's correct. Um, and, and so there, there's because yeah, of the circadian, the, the circadian rhythm. rhythm. Yeah, so there, yeah, there's, yeah. there's a, there's a, there's a, you have to go through all the cycles, Absolutely. right? And so that's why people who use cannabis w- will get really deep rested state and, and they feel better. And, yeah. and, and, but we still want to shine light on that, on that rim state. And so going back to the endocannabinoid system, um, we have endocannabinoids, yes. right? And then there are exogenous cannabinoids. Mm, cannabinoids right. are in many things, not just cannabis, right? right? Food, really, mm-hmm. whole foods. Mm-hmm. And so there are two primary endocannabinoids. There's 2-AG and anandamide, okay? Anandamide, ananda, 
in Greek means bliss. So mm. they coined it as the bliss molecule. Mm. Really, really weird, wow. right? And so if you've ever uh, been working out and yeah, you yeah. get that runner's high or that oh, workout high, yeah, yeah. that's anandamide. Yeah, I'm going to run for president. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not an hour later. I'm what so was high. I thinking? I don't. <laughs> that's, so working out or like that runner's high or entering flow state, you right. know, with martial arts or the yes. steel mace we talked about. writing even. Writing even, mm -hmm. getting into that flow state. Yeah. That's anandamide. And that anandamide, you're literally getting high on your own supply. So for people listening that have ever experienced that and have never used cannabis, yeah. you've experienced the euphoria that comes with cannabis. Yeah. That is it. Exactly. That is one yeah. of the you components. You feel like it's an out-of-body experience, yes. but your body was still doing Very what it blissful. needed to do. Like, yeah. you know, that that runner's high yeah. that, that I know a lot of people can relate to, that is a component of what's happening. Mm -hmm. So when when we use cannabis, we're we're if we aren't sleeping well or there's something in our body that we're just not healing for mind or body, we're lacking a certain cannabinoid. Yes. That's one component of it. Yeah, okay, yeah. We're, we're lacking some type of cannabinoid. Right. So we either need to change our diet or we can use other modalities like cannabis right. that we are now bringing in exogenous mm -hmm. cannabinoids, yeah. right? And so when we bring those in, our endocannabinoid system is like, yes, thank yeah. you so much. I need yes, this. Seriously. Right. You can feel it. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that clarity that you're yeah. speaking about, right? Yeah. And so. Or energy that lasts. Yes. It doesn't go up and then right. you're like, oh my God, I'm going to die. It's consistent. Yeah. It's consistent, right? You're, you're giving your body what it wants, mm -hmm. not it, what it needs, mm -hmm. you know? And, and that will then contribute to better sleep as well, right. you know? And, and that's, that's a component of it. And so, uh, from there, we'll, uh, we were talking about psychedelics, but sleep is so, 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 so important. Well, and you know, what's crazy too, is they talk about the health of the gut and sleep and, you know, I battle Crohn's and I'm grateful for Remicade, but even using like the gummies and stuff like that from Bake Bros, I'm excited to use the syrups because you can mm -hmm. really titrate down to yes. small milligrams. But my last Remicade, I didn't even use any inhalation. I've had two Remicades since all this COVID nonsense mm -hmm. and craziness has started. But what was amazing is I actually felt better two days in because my number one objective with Remicade, which is a lot of people with like chemo and stuff, is to sleep. Mm -hmm. I need to sleep for the next, you know, the doctor says I need you to sleep as much as possible. And when you feel like crap, you're like, oh, yeah, thank you very much for that because I haven't been sleeping for six weeks, you know. <laughs> but you use that. And you literally can feel your body. The only thing I can say pharmaceutical wise is like when you feel horrible, you have pneumonia, you take an antibiotic and a week or so later, all of a sudden you feel like, quote unquote, yourself again. Mm -hmm. But right. what that what the cannabis does with the deep sleep and with restoring the, end, the endocannabinoid system restoring itself. Right. That, that, that is self-healing, right? Yeah. That, that there are, gosh, there are, uh, I feel we're going to have to do another episode to talk about self-healing and self-love. We let's really cover need some, to, yeah. Right? Because <clears throat> there's a lot of healing that comes from that self-love and, and, and the cannabinoids that you get from products like these, yeah. right? So yeah, yeah. Uh, we'll talk about the syrups. Okay. Yeah. So the syrups, uh, I can't wait to try them. It's a great product. And 
And these are indica? So these are indica. Do they come in both? Yes, they do. Okay. They come in indica and sativa. These okay. are, so there's a green tag on them and they'll tell you, so this is granddaddy purple. Okay. Okay. This is the unflavored syrup. Okay. What's unique about the, the, the syrups is that they are, um, they, it's a very health conscious product. Yeah. Okay. We're talking, uh, primarily organic brown rice syrup, uh, no flavor, uh, no colors, no artificials at all. Wow. Real fruit extracts in wow. our, in our flavored ones. Yeah. Um, diabetic safe sugar-free wow. i mean it's that we made this product for that reason for sure you yeah know? and um microdosing it is is how i encourage people to yeah. begin with it if, yeah if you do not know your dose yeah so also on this tag there's a, a couple dosing i think we do one milliliter five milligrams a teaspoon is 25 milligrams Perfect. and a tablespoon is 75 milligrams. And they, they act fast because like you were saying I can put it under my tongue. Correct. They act okay. fast. And, 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 and so because of primarily because of the oral administration, right? right? Exactly. So we're not chewing this, we're not no. ingesting it. Right. It is a oral application. We have, uh, the, uh, buccal and mucosal lining of the mouth and the arterial glands under the tongue right. to help get it into the system much more quicker. So in short, the bioavailability is, superior now most is that the same reason why inhalation works because of going through the mucosal and you know uh, obviously I, it goes into the lungs i, I, I believe stuff, I've, I've heard derek speak about this and, and i think that is one of the reasons why because right that's why a lot of people use smoking because right. it's quick it's yes. five minutes you well know? and you if you if you don't have enough and your pain's bad you can actually just take a little bit more and and right. it will help right but then you run the risk of getting like raspy voice and right. you're coughing. I'm in the gym five, six right. days a week and I can tell when I'm inhaling. Totally. totally. I, I don't have the resistance as much. Totally. And so that's something that the products like edibles will help mitigate. Right. Right. And so when you smoke, uh, it, it onsets fast. It only lasts about an hour and a half to two Correct. hours right. too. So the, um, the, the conversion is different. How okay. long does the syrup last? So anywhere from four to six hours, depending That's upon amazing. the dose. Yeah. And this is because of the conversion. So when we eat an edible or let's say the syrup for this, for this purpose, um, it, 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 the liver converts THC to something, to an active metabolite called 11 hydroxy THC. Right. And this is arguably three to four times stronger than THC. Right. So take that into consideration yes. when eating that. So you use a tiny exactly. bit. Yeah. And so with the syrup, what we always recommend is to use a oral milliliter syringe. Okay. Okay. Right. A lot of people have them. You can get them at Walgreens. Yeah. CBS, yeah. They'll give them to you. Little baby. Right. Yeah. One milligram or one milliliter is five milligrams. Okay. Gotcha. Now the psychoactive threshold of THC is 2.5 milligrams. Anything below 2.5 milligrams then like, it's a CBD. Likelihood is you're not going to you're not going to have a psychoactive uh, effect. No. So for the people that are concerned about getting high, right, start low for sure. You, you can take 2.5 milligrams of this syrup. Wait, I would say 15 to 25 minutes. Right. Assess how you feel. Yeah. Take another 2.5 yeah, milligrams. Yeah. You know, and, and that's the glory of 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 the restrictions being lifted and us being able to provide products like this. For sure. Right. So yeah. now we can, we can get into uh microdosing, right. right. Not just psychedelics, but microdosing cannabis. Absolutely. You know, and, yeah. and, and that's that, how I use it now. Other than when like I go to bed, it's just one gummy. But if I need it during the day, I'm microdosing. That's awesome. Yeah. I think that's absolutely fantastic. I, I feel a true microdose of, of, of THC would be 2.5 to 5 milligrams. Okay. And, 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 we're seeing 10 milligrams as the um, common ground for a single dose of THC okay. across the nation. Right. And 
I, I would I would beckon that that should and will change right. as it becomes federally legal mm-hmm. because in the recreation states we're seeing restrictions like you have to have edibles cannot be more than 100 milligrams and they have to be able to be dosed in 10 milligram increments. Right. That is okay. in all recreational states. Right. Exactly. I've seen five milligrams put somebody over the edge. Well, period. And I accidentally got a hundred milligram oh edible. I showed you that I was at, I was at getting my order, <sighs> which. I do have to tell you guys this bake bros converted me from oh, mostly, I mean, I'm, I haven't even don't use inhalation <laughs> as much as I use the syrups and awesome. the gummies in that. That's awesome. But I accidentally, I thought I had, cause in the COVID you have to order it online and mm-hmm. then you go to the curb and you throw the dude your money and he throws you your bag. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> kind of at the dispensary, you kind of go up there and then they've got it pre ready. And I'm looking in my bag when I got home and I'm like, what the heck? <laughs> I thought it said 10, but 100 milligram oh gummy. Gosh. Yeah. And well, how am you, I supposed to slice this into yeah, 10 pieces? And how do you it's slice that? Inch, right? It's like an inch and a half big. Right. You don't know what you're getting. It's making me nervous looking at it. It's so, still in my bathroom. I felt I felt a little bit of the panic set I on. mean, I'm like, okay, so how long does yeah. this last? Yeah. yeah Is yeah. it going to go bad? Just no. Up. Well, no. I mean, if I have this at home, let's, and I thought, well, at least I can cut it in fours or something. How long would a gummy last? How long do gummies last for efficacy, I guess is the word. Like, is this going to last for six months or are they going to start deteriorating? So we have a year on, on our products, both okay. products. Which is um, amazing. Plant turns yep. into like totally yep. CBD after a while. And so that's one conversion. Yes. Uh, THC particularly converts to something called CBN. Okay, that's and right. And over time... Uh, I'm talking a long time though. Yeah. I'm talking a long time. CB, uh, <laughs> like THC, when we're in our hundreds? Uh, yeah. Like, like it, it takes a long time for it to convert, you know? <laughs> unless it, it takes a long time for it to convert unless heat is being applied. Okay, gotcha. So uh, let's let's use the analogy of uh, our example of smoking a joint right. or, or a blunt. Okay. Right. Uh, we're smoking this joint and we're smoking it and it, you know, it's getting shorter and shorter and right. shorter. And then we get to the the last half, right? The roach, right? That's right. what yeah, we yeah. call it. Yeah, yeah. And let's say we put it out halfway. Right. Okay. We come back to it the next day. And we smoke it again. Well, we are just ripped now. Okay. Like, yeah, this, like this half, what on earth yeah. happened with this? Yeah. This is, this is not the same feeling I had yesterday. I'm no. like way more sedated. Yeah. I'm more high. Like yeah. what's happening is that THC because of the heat is converting to CBN. And, and that is, that's acts more of a sedative and it makes you more tired and it makes you more stony. And so no wonder I only needed a hit, just one little hit to sleep all night that I'm coughing in my sleep. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And it's, (laughs) and it's rough. It it can be rough. And, and, and to that point though, there's, there's so much that we're still going to be learning about this plant. And there's so many restrictions that we have that prevent us from being able to do, um, um, controlled trials. Right. You know, or, 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 or double blinded trials, right. you know, like we, we just can't do it. Like they can't be done. You know, I think Sue Sisley is doing some of them for cannabis and PTSD, but the restrictions are very, like, it's very limited to what we can do and how we can study this. And so a lot of this has been trial and error and mm. uh, people's testimonials and people sharing their stories like right. yourself that have yeah. a large reach. Like that's yeah. what we have to do is Absolutely. just provide this type of information. And so Going back to the to the syrups, you know, being able to microdose it, um, that and it that that is arguably anybody that is new to cannabis is the number one way I mm-hmm. would recommend mm-hmm. using cannabis is if Me it's too. not the syrups, if you're in a state where we're not, you know, I, I would I would highly encourage using 
something that is a oral base. Right. And um, droppers has, is what I use. Yep, yeah. And has a test result. Yeah. You yeah. know, that way you have some type of base that you're starting with. Yeah, this yeah. many milliliters equals this many milligrams. Right? right. And I need to start with 2.5 milligrams and assess how I feel. Yeah. Everybody will feel different. I wish I would have known this oh, when man. I first started. Oh. Because like, you know, <laughs> well, <laughs> I remember thinking, okay, I'm really not fond of that. That is not a drug I even wanted in high school and blah, 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 yeah. blah. And so here I am the other side. I'm a grandma. You know, I haven't, I hadn't driven in three years when they put me on the mm. higher doses when I was on lower doses. Okay. But out of respect for myself and everybody else, I hadn't, wasn't driving. Right. And as I weaned, I started to drive <laughs> and nobody, you know, I studied a lot. I had a um, couple coaching calls with a few people who knew. And my advice to people is what happened to me was I didn't realize how much it potentiated the opiates. Yeah. So I was literally high for two weeks yes. straight. Yes. And I remember thinking, okay, I'm supposed to be a social media influencer and most of my followers are Christians. And I'm opening up my phone going, no. I'm looking at myself. My eyes were all red and I'm like, how do people do this? Certainly they're not high all the time. And I'm wondering if this, sometimes this is what people think when I say I use cannabis. They just think I'm high all the, time. all the time. I remember saying to somebody, when's the last time you met a high on who runs a company, works out six Amen. days a week and hello. Uh, I can't even I'm, I'm, do that when I'm tired, let alone if I was high. Totally, totally. But the body begins to adapt, which is amazing. Because like you can hit your tolerance and I've done that mm -hmm. in, in learning how to use it and weaning. But then you just wait a day or so. You right. use lemon water, wait a day. Right. This is not like, oh, my God, now I got to wean for six months to get right. back to my dose. No. Right. How incredible that the body readjusts within like 60 it readjusts. Days, yeah. I was 60, you know, hours, it's like two, three days, you're fine. Totally. Yeah. That, that, that's, and um, you can go back to your small dose again. That is that is something that is really unique about um, all psychedelics. Yeah. Right? Is right. that uh, we, some have, some you can build a tolerance to, some you don't really build a tolerance to, it's going to hit you how right. it hits you, you know, and those, there's, there are so many plant medicines that, that we don't even know about. I, 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 I mean... There are so many cacao, ayahuasca, uh, ibogaine, yeah. um, uh, cannabis, you know, uh, mushrooms, my favorite, psilocybin, you know, like there are, and, and, and I speak of all of those psilocybin. Let's, well, let me start with LSD. Okay. That's not a plant medicine. It, it comes from a, it's, it's synthetically created in, in a lab typically as how LSD in, in the controlled trials, but right. it comes from a fungus called ergot. Okay. Right. It grows in, which ergot grows in rye. Correct. Okay. Right. And uh, Albert Hoffman is the one who discovered this. Right. And, and it, LSD has more white paper studies than any other medicine. Yeah. Any other medicine yeah. we have today besides caffeine. Wait there. until I open that topic with you. We, I really want to do another episode yeah. because I never, and some of my, my listeners are like, what the hell did yeah. you just say? So, well, but my doctor, my gastroenterologist said to me, I think you have trauma trapped in your gut mm -hmm. and there are proven mm -hmm. not spiritual, right. although it will affect right. you spiritually. There are medical studies showing hundreds of these he, he believes that that will be part of you getting me off yes. of remicade yes so now i'm pursuing emdr with an incredible therapist awesome. and i'm open to doing a clinical trial mm -hmm. on 
Now, on doing that, my only hesitancy is not that it's mushrooms or, you know, and microdosing, people understand, you're talking a very, very small dose. Naltrexone has been historically used for MS. So yes. naltrexone gets people off of heroin addiction, mm -hmm. different things like that, um, is used for a variety of ways to, to cause people to come off of opiates or, or whatever, 80 milligrams or something like that versus 0.5. Right. For MS. So we're talking a very minuscule dose. Now, the crazy thing to me, my only hesitancy is will it mess up my SSRIs in my gut? Because mm. my SSRIs are very like when they had me on antidepressants years ago. No, right. no, I don't. I don't like Cracker Jack, Sandy. <laughs> <laughs> no, oh, but the stabilizing is very different than ketamine. It's very different than other things used yep. clinically for PTSD yep. to help the parasympathetic nervous system reset. Yep. Will you talk to me just a little bit about psychedelics and PTSD and releasing trauma? Yes. So, um, LSD and, uh, psilocybin particularly have, uh, been studied. Well, a lot of these that are, all of that I've just mentioned have been studied regarding PTSD. It's, it's one of the most, uh, fascinating topics. Yeah. You know, uh, Sue Sisley here in uh, Arizona is uh, leading a study for with cannabis and uh, veterans who have PTSD, also MDMA. Wow. So using MDMA yes. to treat PTSD, yes. you know, and right. um, there are institutes out there, uh, USONA, which mm -hmm. is, I think, out of Wisconsin, mm -hmm. uh, where uh, psychologists and psychiatrists are being taught how yeah. to do psycho-assisted therapy therapies yeah. therapeutics right yeah and this this was happening this was happening in in 1930s to 1960s almost 1970 right. 1967 is when all this got shut down yeah. by, by by the government and absolutely it was like, hey you're no. getting too well stopped it, literally <laughs> literally yes <laughs> yeah. yes and so yeah. uh like johns hopkins was was leading this mm -hmm. and and mm -hmm. they're the psilocybin, psilocybin is the active ingredient in mushrooms, okay? Just as THC yeah. is the active ingredient in cannabis, that's what psilocybin is to mushrooms, okay? Now, so, mushrooms I get violently ill from, so I may have to yes. use something different. Yes, <laughs> yeah, yeah, very, very low doses with, with, with mushrooms. Yeah. And 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 uh, I won't get deep into it now, but there is a purpose for microdose and clinically what is con what is uh labeled as a heroic dose right that is that is what uh johns hopkins will refer to yeah. uh, as a heroic dose and and um um stanislav grav he's a a pioneer in this you know he's led over five thousand psychoassisted psycho-assisted therapies yeah. you know yeah. where they what? I saw it on New Amsterdam on, on the TV show. Oh, incredible. Like yeah. incredible that they were yeah. doing it. This is, and my, my listeners need to understand, we're not talking about a bunch of unicorns no. in a room, no. not pink in elephants, a hut somewhere. Not, yeah. You're talking John Hopkins, yep. Duke, yep. Mayo. Yep. And so I'll, I'll run you through what that process looks like a little bit. You yeah. know, um, using psilocybin or LSD, what they will do is they will, um, you'll get very familiar with the therapist, right? Typically two, eight hour sessions with the therapist, right? right? Because the two most important factors, one of the two most important factors in any psychedelic micro or macro will right. say is your set and setting. Yes. So your set being your mindset, exactly. your mindset going into the experience, right? If you are terrified hmm. and just, you know, neurotic and just ah, mm. likelihood is it's not going to be good for you and it's yeah. not the right time. And no. there's other things we need to work on before this is entered. Sure. Right. If uh, so, mindset set and then your setting. Right. right? Um, 
I've been in experiences where I'm at a festival and I've had friends. I'm I'm truly speaking friends and I'm not saying this is me because I know better, <laughs> but I have friends who have taken psychedelics, LSD and MDMA at music festivals and they just freak out. Mm. The setting is not in- inducive for that type of no. comp- compound. It's no, not. It can, not at all. You know, anxiety and fear and yeah. all these things can set in. And yeah. so set and settings. So John Hopkins providing these controlled settings, right? right? It's a very no, safe. It's like your living room here. You know, yes. it's it's beautiful. You yes. got, you know, a therapy chair, trust. you've got music, you mm-hmm. trust, you know, yes. you've built trust with this therapist yeah. that you've spoken to. And yeah. anybody who's been through therapy knows how the process goes. Right. You talk and they yeah, listen. Yeah. And that's right. it, you yeah, know, yeah. from an unbiased point of view, yeah. hopefully. Yeah. And so you, you establish this relationship, you establish this trust. And then, um, uh, uh, the third component, so set setting, the third component is intention, hmm. right? Very good. And such a fascinating so important. word because yeah. prayer, intention, yes. they have, they have in my, in my heart, a large uh, correlation to each other, Me too. right? Yeah. Prayer, prayer I've always felt is you're putting it out, right? You're speaking yeah. to God or yes. you're speaking to the universe. You're speaking to source. You're, yes. you're, our words have a frequency. Yes, they we do. can measure this. This yes. is not woo woo. We can no. This measure. is not woo woo. This is science. This is science. That's what <laughs> you so can cool. see. It. You can see it. Okay, <laughs> our words yes. have in a lab. Uh, yes, not our, a hippie house. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> our, 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 exactly. I our, and I, I encourage people to to listen and learn about this. Like yes. our words have a frequency, mm. and when we put them out there, whether it be through conversation like this, yeah, or it be through prayer mm-hmm. or intention, exactly, we can alter the energetic space our auras around us it's the it's the conversation that helps build context okay okay context is what you need because when we uh, are under the influence of these altered states uh psychedelic induced if we don't have the context to what's happening right it can be terrifying yeah anxiety absolutely yeah yeah. but if we have the context Mm. to deal with the experience yeah yeah. then we can then make sense of what's happening Mm. right and so you you uh patients will relive the experience which can sound very terrifying Mm. but it can also help bridge the gap in the parts that were blacked out or missed right and then you speak to the therapist about that and again integration yeah that conversation is where the healing occurs and so and, and and so maps maps.org uh is is leading the world in psychedelic studies and wow. if anybody listening wants to go there you can go to resources and you can there's a uh uh um a a link for or a page for all the studies that have occurred yeah all of the studies yeah, yeah. and you can see uh uh, psilocybin or uh, psilocybin uh, use for addiction, right. right? Being able to break people who've smoked for 30 years, right? right? Um, PTSD, depression. Yeah. Uh, you, there's so much out there. It's and so th- that, that is the, that's the king of resources right there. They're wow. leading the world in, in these studies. And so that's where I would want to direct anybody who is fascinated by the science mm. of this. And mm-hmm. you can actually read the, the controlled settings that occurred yeah you know, and 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 i mean one session for some for, for many one session yeah one is all that it takes changes their whole life right yeah so, and and so there's a joke like uh, i see a couple of your books over here uh tool, <laughs> tools of titan um, uh-huh. and and tribe of mentors tim ferris who really is uh 
who really started my personal development growth, Tim yeah, Ferriss, yeah. but he talks about an ayahuasca experience that he had. Yeah, he and does. he jokingly but seriously says that had I known that I could go do this uh, eight-hour experience and get 15 years of uh, therapy done, Hello. I would have done that. Hello. You know? yeah. and, and that's what happens. That's yeah. what I've heard about off, it so many times. 15 yes. years of trauma and, and therapy in, in, in an eight-hour session. And yeah. you're like, what? Yeah. Right? Because And that's where Dr. Joe Dispenza mm-hmm. speaks about what's happening. And he gets into the science the whole of it. Neuro the science. Sci- of, oh, it's You are rewiring your brain. Very much so. Rewiring Very it. much so. And it is incredibly fascinating yeah i i'm i am a big proponent i love the science of it me too and, and me too thomas i'm addicted is, to it thomas is the yin <laughs> of my yang right? yeah like, yeah i'm i'm more in love and passionate about the metaphysical side of it so the yeah, spiritual yeah. side of it yeah, yeah. also understanding yeah. that there's a scientific side to this yeah, yeah. and so when you have someone like joe dispenza who bridges the gap yes. between the metaphysical the spiritual healing yeah things which has occurred for thousands of years, yeah. shamanistic approaches. They mm-hmm. were doctors. Shamans mm-hmm. were technically spiritual doctors. And then you bring this component of science to it. You're like, oh, that's what's happening. It's fascinating. They're both happening. Yes. This metaphysical side is happening. Yes. But neurologically in your body, this is what's happening. Well, we're tripartite beings. Yeah. So we're body, yeah. soul, spirit. You can't right. disconnect right. that. Right. The Trinity. Right? Yes, absolutely. It's, <laughs> it's incredible. And and, and I, I love Joe Dispenza because he really... Uh, metaphysically and, and in spiritual practices, uh, it's often that breath is a big component of Very healing, much, right? Yes. We It's an autonomic process. We yeah. just automatically do it. We yeah. breathe, right? Because if you don't, you're dead, right? Uh, uh-huh. <laughs> and and we also breathe unconsciously, right? Mm-hmm. We shallow breaths, right? Where yeah. that's... And when you're on opiates, you cannot take deep breaths. Oh, wow. Because it's a massive cough suppressant. Wow. I, I that. that was one of the first parts I had to learn is how to reoxygenate my lungs. Wow. I didn't know yes. that. And, and, and so when we when we connect mind mm. intention mm-hmm. with heart. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, love. Yeah. With breath. Life. Yeah. yeah. Something happens. Incredible. Something happens. Yeah. Right. That these uh, practitioners figured out thousands of years ago yeah. and have used for thousands of years. Yeah. However, someone like Joe Dispenza, who's dedicated his life to figuring this out, Sam Harris, these these individuals. Yeah, I have all their books. They have measured it and they have they are monitoring it and they are sharing it that, so hey, good. when you connect mind, heart and breath. Yeah. This is what happens. Yeah. It's right. Incredible. And you have all of a sudden these miracles, mm. you know, people mm-hmm. would consider them to be miracles. Mm-hmm. Like it, it's incredible. It is. It, it, it's it's. I am one. So incredible. You. You're incredible. Yeah, yeah. So are you. <laughs> yeah, it's it's really awesome. Um, and and I I really do. I'm very passionate about it. And, I can tell. Very... You're an incredible human. Is all <laughs> I'm going to so say. Much. Like, who would have thought a watermelon gummy could birth this incredible <laughs> human? Thank you. Thank you so much. God has a sense of humor. <laughs> he sure does. He's yeah. like, I need that boy to get into cannabis. I need him to be in watermelon. And then I need him. This is where he's going to grow. You know, pe- people sometimes have asked me, like, so what's your purpose? You yeah. know, and, and it shifts. Yeah. It shifts. You know, that that's uh, I think I think that's a difficult question for a lot of people. And I spend yeah. quite a bit of time on it. Yeah. <laughs> and right now, my purpose is to be here now. Yeah. Right. Ram Das, be here now. Yeah. And because if I can be here now. I can serve whatever purpose it is I need to serve right here and right now. Yeah, yeah. Right. And so I try good. and apply that because trying to figure out my life's purpose yeah. 
can get overwhelming, mm-hmm. you know? It's going to yeah, change it from will. time to time. Very There's much different so. people that will enter my life and circumstances, or maybe I lose a family member, and that purpose is going to change. Yeah. If, if my dad is sick, then my purpose is to go take care of my dad. Mm-hmm. That's what my purpose is. Right, exactly. Right? But my, my purpose is to just be here now and, so and be a blank sheet. Mm-hmm. Be a blank sheet of paper, yeah, yeah. you know, and and uh, that's that's the that's the karmic way of looking at it, right? Is just to allow what's happening to happen, mm-hmm. right? And yeah. that's always been that's that's always been something that I've battled with people with, and not like I don't want to say battle maybe because I don't argue about it, but um, try and get people to talk about it and understand, you know, mm. because. I have friends and family that are like, no, like you're just rainbows and butterflies and mm. you know, this and that. And no. you're always just this, this happy. Go free. And, and it's like, that's a component of it. Yeah. You know, I think it's a skill more yeah, than yeah. anything. Very much. You know, it's not that what's happening. If, if something bad, this COVID's happening, right? Mm-hmm. You could perceive it one way. I can perceive it the other. Mm-hmm. The same stuff is happening. Exactly. It sucks. Exactly. This yeah. sucks. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It does it's my choice to, to, to deal with it the way I deal with it, yeah, yeah. you know? And, and that, that's that, like, I, I, that's my purpose right now is to be here now. <laughs> I think you also have a purpose of helping people be wide awake. Ah, yeah, thank you. very much. <laughs> and I'm just so honored that we've been able to spend this time. It feels like it was like 20 minutes and yeah. <laughs> it's like, Oh my gosh. And I'm excited about opening up more topics, but I cool. want to make sure that people can, find you. We're going to make sure we put links by the videos and the podcast episode. They can find you as Instagram, your favorite. Yes. Instagram is my personal primary uh, platform. Okay. Uh, You can search Nadeem Alhassan. I guarantee I'm probably the only one on there that'll (laughs) pop up, Uh, but it's a Latin word called Unitaeus, which is stands for unity. Yeah. And that's, that is my Instagram handle. So U-N-A-T-I-S. Um, I'm on Facebook, but Instagram is my main platform. You can always check out bakebros.com. Yes. Bakebros.com is our baby. Uh, mm. You can actually access our podcast from there as well. Yes, know the, your dose. Yep. So we talk about all Don't this stuff. Don't start cannabis <laughs> without it. Don't start cannabis without <laughs> knowing your dose. That's truly, yes. truly, truly, truly. So you can hit the menu. You can access that. We also have knowyourdosepodcast.com. Yeah. Um, Look out for us. And Know Your Dose Podcast is also on Instagram. Yes, it so is. So there yes, you go. Know Your Dose Podcast yeah. on Instagram as well. We have KYD Podcast and Know Your Dose Podcast. So yeah. we got a couple different pages out yeah. there. It's been amazing, <laughs> my you so friend. Been you are powerful. Pleasure. Thank you Thank for you. sharing your light and your wisdom yes. and knowledge. And yeah. Thank this you for really watermelon gum. <laughs> <laughs>